Good evening and welcome to the Daily Classic for Friday the 16th of February 2024. We're going back in time now to the first Elizabethan era, the 1590s, when Queen Elizabeth was on the throne. And it's excerpts from Christopher Marlowe's Tragical History and Deserved Death of Dr. Faustus. It's got a fairly good cast list. Dramatis personae at the beginning of the play include the Pope, the Cardinal of Lorraine, Emperor of Germany, Duke of Van Holt, Faustus, the antihero, Valdes and Cornelius, his friends, Wagner, servant to Faustus, a clown, Robin, Ralph, a vintner, a horse courser, a knight, an old man, scholars, friars, and attendants, the Duchess of Van Holt, Lucifer, Beelzebub, Mephistopheles, good angel, evil angel, the seven deadly sins, devils, and spirits in the shapes of Alexander the Great, of his paramour, and of Helen. The theme of the play is fairly simple. It's pride coming before a fall, because Faustus is a brilliant chap born in poverty. He studies at the University of Wittenberg in Germany, which is, of course, where in 1517 Luther nailed his 95 theses to the door of the castle church, firing the starting gun on the Protestant Reformation. And uh, there, there is some good anti-Catholic stuff in here, um, of which more later. The plot is fairly simple. Faustus is a clever fellow. His cleverness gets the better of him. He feels he's exhausted all the intellectual pleasures that the earth can offer, so he sells his soul to Lucifer, to the devil, in exchange for 24 years. That's not going to go well. So here is a scene where Faustus has already got on this course to damnation, and the good angel appears and says, Oh, Faustus, Lay that damned book aside and gaze not on it, lest it tempt thy soul, and heap God's heavy heavy wrath upon thy head. Read, read the scriptures. That is blasphemy. And then the evil angel appears. Go forward, Faustus, in that famous art, wherein all nature's treasure is contained. Be thou on earth as Jove is in the sky, lord and commander of these elements. And Faustus says, How I am glutted with conceit of this. Shall I make spirits fetch me what I please, resolve me of all ambiguities, perform what desperate enterprise I will? Faustus sets himself on the way to his deal with the devil, and Mephistopheles appears in his room. Faustus asks him, what was it made you appear? Was it me asking, was it me cursing God? He said, that was the cause. But yet per accidents, for when we hear one rack the name of God, abjure the scriptures and his saviour Christ, we fly and hope to get his glorious soul. Nor will we come, unless he use such means where is he in danger to be damned. Therefore, the shortest cut for conjuring is stoutly to abjure the Trinity, and pray devoutly to the Prince of Hell. Faustus. So Faustus hath already done, and holds this principle. There is no chief but only Beelzebub, to whom Faustus doth dedicate himself. This world, damnation, terrifies not him, for he confounds hell in Elysium. His ghost will be with the old philosophers, but leaving these vain trifles of men's souls, tell me, what is that Lucifer thy lord? Mephistopheles, arch-regent and commander of all spirits, Faustus. Was not Lucifer an angel once? Mephistopheles, yes, Faustus, and most dearly loved of God. Faustus, how comes it then that he is prince of the devils? Mephistopheles, Oh, by aspiring pride and insolence, for which God threw him from the face of heaven. Faustus. And what are you that live with Lucifer? Mephistopheles. Unhappy spirits that fell with Lucifer conspired against our God with Lucifer and are forever damned with Lucifer. 
Faustus. Where are you damned? In hell. Faustus. How comes it then that thou art out of hell? And Mephistopheles says, Why, this is hell, nor am I out of it. Thinkst thou that I, who saw the face of God, and tasted the eternal joys of heaven, am not tormented with ten thousand hells in being deprived of everlasting bliss? O oh, Faustus, leave these frivolous demands, which strike a terror to my fainting soul. Now, a little bit of editorialising here. If even Mephistopheles is telling you not to sell your soul to his boss, maybe you need to think twice about it. Back to the play. Faustus. What is great Mephistopheles so passionate about being deprived of the joys of heaven? Learn thou of Faustus' manly fortitude, and scorn those joys that thou never shalt possess. Go bear these tidings to the great Lucifer. Seeing Faustus hath incurred eternal death by desperate thoughts against Jove's deity, say he surrenders up to him his soul. So he will spare him four and twenty years, let him, letting him live in all voluptuousness, having thee ever to attend me. Give me whatsoever I shall ask, to tell me whatsoever I demand, to slay mine enemies and to aid my friends, and always be obedient to my will. Go, and return to mighty Lucifer, and meet me in my study at midnight, and then resolve me of thy master's mind. Mephistopheles, I will, Faustus. Exit. And Faustus doubles down beautifully. Faustus, had I as many souls as there be stars, I'd give them all to Mephistopheles. By him I'd be a great emperor for the world, and make a bridge through the moving air, to pass the ocean with a band of men. I'd join all the hills that bind the Afric shore, and make that country continent to Spain, and both contributory to my crown. The emperor shall not live but by my leave, nor any potentate of Germany. Now that I have obtained what I desired, I live in a speculation of this art, till Mephistopheles returns again. So Faustus sells his soul to Lucifer in a contract written in his own blood and embarks on 24 years of omnipotence and omniscience. He starts well, good intentions, seeing great sights and disputing with intellectuals, but it soon degenerates into foolishness and petty pranks. He swindles a horse dealer out of $40. He wrecks a papal dinner party and he uh, gives, gives a knight cuckold's horns, but his clock's running down. The good angel and conscience in the shape of an old man abjure him over and over to repent, to seek God's mercy and to save his soul. But Faustus is beyond salvation. And to turn his mind from thoughts of repentance, he asks Mephistopheles to bring him Helen of Troy for an act of mm, congress. Yes, Helen's long dead, but Faustus has a satanic PA in the shape of Mephistopheles. And his lust for the late Helen, bit of a homewrecker that lass, seals his fate in a most lovely eulogy to her and maybe for himself. The passage, which will be coming up shortly, is the reason I chose this play. So, he's getting towards the end of his 24 years, and Faustus says to Mephistopheles, One thing, good servant, let me crave of thee, to glut the longing of my heart's desire, that I might have unto my paramour that heavenly Helen that I saw of late, whose sweet embracings may extinguish clean those thoughts that do dissuade me from my vow, and keep mine oath I made to Lucifer. Mephistopheles, a kind of satanic pimp. Mephistopheles says, Faustus, this, or what else thou shalt desire, shall be performed in the twinkling of an eye. And here we go. This is the money passage, if I may be so coarse, about such a beautiful piece of the English language. Re-enter Helen. Faustus. Was this the face that launched a thousand ships, and burnt the topless towers of Ilium? Sweet Helen, make me immortal with a kiss, kisses her. Her lips suck forth my soul, 
See where it flies. Come, Helen, come, give me my soul again. Here I will dwell, for heaven is in these lips, and all is dross that is not Helen. I will be Paris, and for love of thee, instead of Troy, shall Wittenberg be sacked, and I will combat with weak Menelaus, and wear thy colours on my plumed crest. Yea, I will wound Achilles in the heel, and then return to Helen for a kiss. O thou art fairer than the evening air, clad in the beauty of a thousand stars. Brighter art thou than flaming Jupiter, when he appeared to hapless Semele, more lovely than the monarch of the sky, in wanton Arethusa's aged arms, and none but thou shalt be my paramour. And with, as he says, one bare hour to live, Faustus rather goes mad and goes out in style. Ah, the half-hour is past. T'will all be past anon. O God, if thou wilt not have mercy on my soul, yet for Christ's sake, whose blood hath ransomed me, impose some end to my incessant pain. Let Faustus live in hell a thousand years, a hundred thousand, and at last be saved. O, no end is limited to damned souls. Why wert thou not a creature wanting soul? Or why is this immortal that thou hast? Ah, Pythagoras metempsychosis, were that true. This soul should fly from me, and I be changed unto some brutish beast. All beasts are happy, for when they die, their souls are soon dissolved in elements. But mine must live still to be plagued in hell. Cursed be the parents that engendered me. No, Faustus, curse thyself. Curse Lucifer, that hath deprived thee of the joys of heaven. The clock strikes twelve. Oh, it strikes, it strikes. Now body turn to air, or Lucifer will bear thee quick to hell. O oh, soul, be changed into little water drops and fall into the oceans, ne'er to be found. Enter the devils. Oh, my God, my God, look not so fierce on me, adders and serpents. Let me breathe a while, ugly hell. Gape not, come not, Lucifer. I'll burn my books. Ah, Mephistopheles. Exit the devils with Faustus. The author of the play, Christopher Marlowe, who was rumoured to be a spy, went out in style too. He died after being stabbed in the eye in a brawl in a London tavern. And that? Excerpts from the tragical history and deserved death, Dr Faustus, was our little bit of literary goodness for Friday the 16th of February 2024. So, health and good fortune permitting, I will see you tomorrow for another Daily Classic. This is a value-for-value podcast. It will always be free to listen to because I'm an evangelist for the glory that is the English language and the great things that British, American and Irish writers have done with the language of Shakespeare. If you get value from my recitals and commentary, please consider sending it back to me in the V4V trinity of time, talent or treasure. Very much feeling my way in this podcasting lark, all help and advice, time and talent. Appreciate it. If you walk around after this podcast with... Was this the face that launched a thousand ships and burned the topless towers of Ilium going round and round in your head like some Elizabethan earworm and with an insane delight you come to revel in the madness of Dr Faustus? Or maybe sling a few dollars, pounds, groats or talons of silver my way? How much? That's up to you. Everything, like the widow's might, will be gratefully received. My PayPal is radiopete at proton.me And so... Until tomorrow, where we go deep into pre-First World War rural England with a poem about a train that stopped at a station. There will be no devils dragging our anti-hero to hell. Or will there? Subscribe. Pop back tomorrow and see. This is a podcasting 2.0 podcast, and you should get yourself a new podcast app. 
Free yourself from the walled gardens of Spotify and Apple. Go to podcastindex.org and treat yourself to a podcast app that's immune to censorship and where you can support podcasters like me. And so, having regaled you with the dark arts, I leave you with a word from Faustus' satanic personal assistant, Mephistopheles. Good angel. Oh, don't do that. Mephistopheles. Too late. Go podcasting. Ah.